Welcome everybody to the GBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only brought to you by Modern Exterminating. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I'm Bryce. Bryce, how are you doing today? It's been an interesting weekend. Yeah, it has been. A lot of ups, a lot of downs. Are we calling this show for the next little while the GWBO? <laughs> uh, either that or the uh, or the Fire Ray Tanner podcast. <laughs> Ooh. So, Sumter, let me ask you a question. What is the job of Ray Tanner at the University of South Carolina, well, and what is his job responsibilities? Well, well, right now, it's to hire a basketball coach. That's his number one priority right now. And uh, and like his job, obviously, he has to run the athletic department, right? Right, which has lots of different sports, and he is in charge of lots of different coaches, players, all, all sorts of different things. But what but, matters uh, at the end of the day? Uh, making money, right? Raise, raising money, growing the Gamecock Club, right? And and having teams that win, and hire coaches, and hire coaches, uh, primarily. And so, like, if if not um, South Carolina specific, but just like an, an SEC athletic director would obviously first and foremost have to have a successful football program, okay? right? Um, and um, secondly, have a successful men's basketball program. And if you're in a unique place like South Carolina, cultivate a sport like. It's like a, the women's, like the women's program. Has. It's about the top three sports, and then yeah. here it's top four because women. Right, right, and, do and, well. and in the SEC, I guess I skipped baseball. In the, in the, yep. the, the our, our performance against Tennessee today probably had that out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, but um, cultivating in, in the SEC, cultivating a strong baseball program is going to be third to this. Some places might rather cultivate a strong baseball program than a basketball program. And eh, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then w- with us, if you have a good program in a sport that is not one of those three, keeping that running and at the level that it is is important as well. Like, like he, he needs to make sure Dawn Staley is happy. Whatever she wants, she gets. That's right. And so, like, if she wants something right now, you, you know, he needs to make sure to be giving her attention. Um and not primarily, and not a hundred percent of his focus on the men's program. You know, he he needs to keep doing that. But ultimately, it's about hiring coaches. Well, Ray Tanner has been on the job since July-ish of two thousand twelve, right after baseball. Yeah, and so almost ten years. We're we're in twenty twenty two, not hitting that summer yet. So he's been on we his can, job for we 10 can years. call it ten years. Let's 10 call years. it ten years. He has hired a few coaches. He did not hire Frank, correct? He did not hire. That was Hyman. That was Hyman right before. So he doesn't right get credit the, for the hire of Frank, which I don't think there is any credit to give. Yeah. And then there's Don Staley. Those are from Hyman. People people thought the Frank Martin hire was a coup at the time. Well, we first got Frank because of his little, he got into a little scuffle right. with his AD at K-State. Right. And he had been very successful at K-State. So Hyman took advantage of that. And at the time when Frank got hired, it was a... Good exciting hire, hire. Yeah. but we're not going to get into that because Frank's gone. That's right. We're done with that. We are done with Frank Martin. That's right. So the excitement started this week where I think it was a Thursday night, just a normal Thursday, right? Yeah. In Columbia. Yeah. The pollen's it, out. It was not a normal Thursday night at Hall's Chop House in Columbia. Or think, maybe it was a normal Thursday night at Hall's Chop House I, in I Columbia. I think we need to get to a point where we have like a camera or so, like something up in Hall's Chop House at all times, so in, into the secret room <laughs> oh in the back, God. so you can see exactly what's going on at any time. Hall's, Hall's Chop House needs to put us needs to put an ad up there that just says they're sponsored by Gamecock Twitter. Ooh, like, I like that <laughs> because if there's one thing Gamecock Twitter loves to do, that is tweet about Hall's Chop House. People like talking about Hall's. I've been there. It's weird. I've spent some money there. Yeah. I could handle... I don't I, think I've been there since it was Oak Table. You can get some bar food for yeah. decent price but at the bar, but it's just a steakhouse. Do you want to spend $100 on a piece of steak or go to Rush's? <laughs> There's also like a whole bunch of things in between those two. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they all come out the same. All right. Anyway... 
enough about Hall. So on Thursday night, all right, I've, Keep going. I've lost my co-host. Oh my anyway, gosh. so. All, Hall's job house are rushes, folks. That's, that's right. That's where we are. All right, so it gets a, I think, I forgot the original tweet that started, but someone tweeted that. I think it was Cox by 90. Sean, no, it was, he retweeted okay, somebody right. that that saw Sean Miller. At Hall's. At Hall's. Yeah. With a group of people. Well, Mike Yuva finally comes out and says it's confirmed. Right. So everyone's going, wow, Sean Miller was in town. This, I guess this is good, right? Well, that caused some excitement. So Friday morning, it gets retracted on Gamecock Central that it didn't happen. And that caused a little bit of a stir. Sumter, do you want to go into what you really think happened so I, on that Thursday night? I, I think I think Sean Miller was at Halls. I think he was meeting with Ray Tanner. I think that uh, I think Ray Tanner fumbled the bag and and didn't get the hire done and didn't want and and didn't want uh, or well, they, I think he offered at that time and yeah. he had to mull it over. It and, was my guess. And 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 so he didn't want it out there that he didn't want it out there that, that we had been talking with Miller, that we had actually talked with Miller if it was going to take a day, another day or two before Miller accepted. And, um, and I think that they bullied Mike Yuva and Gamecock central into retracting their, um, into retracting their, like their report. And when you told me this, I initially didn't believe it, but I have a sneaking suspicion that you're right. Uh, and, uh, cause what, what else is funny um, cause if he was here, if Sean Miller was here that Thursday night, he was in Cincinnati Xavier on Friday. Cause he interviewed with Xavier on Friday, like right after, um, right after the report was retracted by Gamecock central Fitz news reports double that, down that they saw him at halls. <laughs> and so like, like that came out, like. Like, I remember you were telling me it's been retracted and I sent you the article and I was like, they posted this 20 minutes ago, you, you, you know? And, and so, uh, so I think he was at Hall's. We definitely, one thing is definitely clear. Okay. okay? Regardless of this saga that, mm-hmm. that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, we were in the running for Sean Miller and Xavier got in, got in the game. And we offered him supposedly a, what, 1.5 million more than Xavier. My 20- guess is they offered him around three and we offered 4.5. That's yeah. my guesstimate. Those official numbers have been yeah. coming out. Uh, Xavier decided to move on from their coach once they realized Miller was available and they thought they might be losing him. Does that sound like a Kirby this, Smart in Georgia happened, situation? This has happened before. This has happened to Ray Tanner before. Deja vu? This might have been why Ray Tanner wanted to keep what was happening Keep it quiet. Quiet. And if that is the case, do not go to Hall's Chop House. Could they have went to Rush's? You'd have seen him and tweeted it. <laughs> I'll admit, if I saw him at Rush's, I would have said something. Yeah, I'm sure you would have. They could have went into an Eden Pizza Hut. Yeah, I think they would have been fine. They Every time you go to an Eden Pizza Hut, there's no one there. They could have had dinner catered in at in the athletic department somewhere. I'm assuming we have money in the budget for that, right? I mean, we had money in the budget for a private room at Halls. Okay, I, I'm sure that was expensive. Because you would think they'd go to Halls to be seen, right? That's like. Like, if you know anything about Gamecock Twitter, right, there's like three or four prominent accounts that are obsessed with tweeting about going to Halls and about tweeting about Halls. I hope they get paid. I hope they're like sponsors for them because there's a lot of advertising. They do it all the time. Right. Like, they love it. Like, like if you want to meet Cox by 90 or Spurs Up Show, just start going to Halls. They'll be there. <laughs> and you will probably be out there hanging out with them. And so, and so how, why, if they wanted to keep this secret, why they went there is, is just complete idiocracy. It's just, it's just stupid. Well, we're in coach watch day. Frank got let go on Monday afternoon. So we're on day six, day six, day six of coach watch. Yeah. We went for Sean Miller and we struck out. Is there any other way to say it? No, we, he we went. Supposedly, his wife didn't want to come to South Carolina. She liked Ohio more with his past. 
I mean, I mean, you know how the, the wife calls the shots. We he's, call that a crimin. He's, he's from, we call that a crimin yeah. situation. He's he's from up there, you, you know, and so and and they had lived in Cincinnati before, and and I think they liked it. But we offered him more money. It's in a bigger conference, but Xavier doesn't have football. That's that's true. And they're I would say their money maker, their sole provider of income, yeah, is basketball, men's basketball. And men's basketball matters more to them. And I'll are they in the A ten? They're in the Big East now. Are they in the Big East? Okay. Yeah. They used to be in the A-10? I think so. Okay. They were not in the Big East uh, before the the ACC expanded. Got it. Um, like like in, in, in the early, like when, when Jamie Dixon was at Pittsburgh and John Thompson III was at Georgetown in from like 2000 to 2008, 9, uh, Xavier was not in the Big East. Okay. But, uh, but they are now. And... Um, and but they were still a basketball school at that time, okay. Like like they're they've been very successful going back to Miller, going back to Thad Mata who became successful at Ohio State. Pete Gillen was successful there uh, before moving on to everything. They you, you know Chris Mack was successful after Miller went on to Louisville. They are a very very successful bas- college basketball program. They're in the tournament a bunch. They've, I'm assuming it's an easier path to the tournament compared yeah. to SEC too. Would that be a fair statement? Um, probably. I saw an article yeah. or two there saying that was an easier path. Well, uh, sure, maybe, but I mean, you you would have to because um, as we've learned, nine and nine in conference doesn't get you in the SEC into the tournament. But they're a mid major who's mm-hmm. often a high seed in the tournament. They're you know like they're a six seed um, from time to time and. And so, as a result, like they have a higher standard of expectation at Xavier, they just do, and uh, and they care more about basketball, and it's probably a program that you want to coach more than this one. So, do you think he went there? He's just familiar. He knows everybody there. It's just a, it's a, yeah, it's sure. a family situation. I'm sure he's happy to be back. It's just sad. I I got my hopes all wrapped around Sean Miller. I go Ray went. I'll, I'll admit this for Ray. He went for it. Yeah. And I think if Xavier doesn't open up and they don't fire their coach, Sean Miller is our coach. Yeah, I think he gets him. But Xavier said, we don't want him to go anywhere else, and we don't really like our coach right now. Let's just go get him. And that's what they did. And this is the they sec- closed. This is the second time a school has done this to, to Ray Tanner. No one is ever going to call Ray Tanner the closer. No, no. And uh, What did TRC tweet? Uh, he, negotiator, the negotiator, the yeah. Priceline negotiator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Tanner, the, the the problems with the men's team are rooted deep in the athletic department. Right. All right. And um, and Tanner is part of the problem. And I, I don't think if you've listened to if you've been listening to this this year, we want Ray Tanner to no longer be the athletic director of the this. Should of be South the Carolina. final black eye. Yeah. How many more can you do? And. Have and not be penalized for it. He's been here for ten years. He's hired. I guess Beamer is the one. Maybe so far so good. Yeah, but it's been one season, right? We're, we're not a football pod, but like everybody's pleased with with Beamer right now. And he had he vastly exceeded expectations, right? You know, but but it's just been one season, like. But outside of that, Tanner has done nothing in the hiring realm of success. The only thing that he done, has done is that Don Staley appears to be very happy here at the University of South Carolina. Yep. And and she has been here the entire the in the entire reign of Tanner and uh and and he has he has helped her he has provided a department that has allowed her to build arguably the best brand in college basketball right now. Right now. Um you, you know like we were at that game today. Yep. It was awesome. Well, winning does that for you. Yeah. Eight straight sweet 16s. There's places in women's basketball that may might not win at the rate that we're winning right now, but that do win very consistently that does not have the environment that we have. But would you agree that you've heard multiple times, well, at least I have, that Ray Tanner is going to retire soon? And it I, just it keeps yeah. lingering and lingering. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to get, think that until someone fires him, he's just going to stay here, keep collecting his five hundred thousand plus paycheck. I mean, 
Daring, daring a president to fire him. I mean, and, and we have a new president. I, I mean, or he hasn't started yet. God, When's his official start? He, he's date? not going to start. Until I saw the past TDs today. He was in a good mood. He, he's not going to start until the summer. Well, you know? and so the first thing he's going to have to do is figure, and, and he's going to have he he's going to potentially be coming in in the summer with another disappointing sports team, depending on how this baseball season uh, plays itself out. Either look great against the number one team or get killed every, everywhere else. You know, yeah, we'll see what happens. We're not going to talk baseball, but ag- yeah. ag- agreed. It's We all agree on the GBO pod that, Ray, please retire. Please retire. P- please, p- please retire. That's it. I think he has. You, you think he saved up some money? I'm sure he has. I'm sure he'll be just fine. And in a few years, people will still buy you beers. I, if Ray Tanner, I'll buy you a beer tomorrow if you retire tonight. Ooh, <laughs> if he's listening to the pod, maybe he wants I, that free I, beer. God, I hope he's not listening to the pod. I hope he is out there hiring a basketball well, coach. Enough about Ray. So, so I do want to yep. get into one thing sure. regarding this okay. um, with Ray. It's a little different. Is okay. There's a mood out there that exists about, you know, of, of – from these Frank Martin fans that still are there, um, and William Gunter, I think he is. I don't think he's Big Spur or Central. Okay, he had that tweet yeah. saying that you know you guys wanted Frank gone. Right. Here's what's happening. Here's now. what's happening. Now. Could be worse. And and just be like Frank Martin was part of the problem with the men's team. Yep. The men's team didn't win enough. Right. Apathy was created. Agreed. Right. Uh, people throw around attendance and apathy as, as reasons why the team didn't succeed. All right. Under Frank. Well, he was here for 10 years. He could have started to win enough to change that. But in reality, what he did is he actually drove more people away. Um, I, I moved back to Columbia uh, in 2010, started going to games with with you and your dad, with basically your family. Right. Okay. And um, that was after Horn's second year. Right. Okay. And so I, the last two years of Horn and all 10 years of Frank now, I've been sitting with, with you, with your family on y'all's and buying uh, some amount of y'all's season tickets from you guys. Right. I haven't been to a Gamecock basketball game, to a men's Gamecock basketball game with your father in five years, maybe four years. He stopped. He stopped caring about men's basketball. He went to the Final Four. Yeah. And after that, he just realized, I mean, we're done. He, we, he realized we, that we, maybe, I think, I think the year after. The Final Four, when we rolled out the same thing. It was we, the same thing. He and, said, I'm and, done. And it was clear that we went on a magical run in the Final Four, but but nothing was actually getting built. That, that Frank was rolling out the same the same team that he rolled out the year before. Right. And, and that he was done. Do you know the last time I saw your dad? When's that? Today. At a women's basketball game. He doesn't miss those. He doesn't miss them. He's there more than you are. That's fair. He's there more than I am. Call me out. Yeah. He he called me out today because my wife's there more than I am. He goes to more <laughs> of the games than I do. Yeah. But but uh but just he's a massive he's still a massive Carolina basketball fan. He's just shifted he's over. He's numb to the pain. It and and um and Frank did that to it. Yep. I was playing golf with a guy this weekend. Okay. Who um who's a season ticket holder in section one oh five. Okay. Right near us. Um but but kind of behind Frank. Okay. Like all the way over on the end of, of one oh five door. He's behind the men's bench. Okay. And he just said, I just got tired of watching him yell at players. And it, again, I don't like, mind the yelling if you win. Yeah, it just gets annoying. Yeah, Frank is Frank was part of the problem. There is significant apathy towards the men's program, and and you cannot just claim that none of that is a result of the coach for the last ten years. But, but how are people still defending him? They're just like this. It could have been worse. Well, you, I guess some people are just happy with five hundred basketball. I got a question for you. All right, it's been five years since we've been in the NCAA tournament or the NIT. Five-year anniversary of us beating Duke. I believe that was right. yesterday. Yep. All right. So it's been five years. Yep. All right. What is the longest stretch that we've gone through of not being in the NIT or the or, or the NCAA tournament? Say that one more time. What's the longest like like stretch of years of not making at least the NIT? Uh, in, in the last five years. So it's six 
from the last three years of Horn to the first three years of Frank. Okay. After that, are you ready for when the last time we went five years without making the NIT or the NCAA tournament? What's that? The last two years of Bill Foster and the first two years of George Felton from the 1983-84 season to the 87-88 season. They made it in eighty. They made the NCAA in eighty-eight, eighty-nine. But he finishes in the top six in the standings. Yeah, but in just but just like <laughs> like what people keep saying, like like t- times yeah. are bad. This right. is like like Gamecock basketball is the same, right? It's it can't get much worse, right? You know, it it can't get much. And if you think it can get much worse, all that means is that you did not go and watch this team. Regularly. Those people defending weren't at the games because when we were there, it because was it's miserable. Right, it, it, every season has been terrible. You, you know, like like even the even the Final Four run that regular season was awful. We I remember sitting there with you in the stands, feeling like we were playing our way out of it because we just kept we lost nine of our six of our. We last lost nine. a lot down the stretch. We and just lost always do that one and done in the SEC tournament. Yeah. And then we lost Alabama in the first round of the SEC tournament and couldn't beat them. And I thought we were out. I thought we just weren't making the tournament. It was not a fun season until we got to the NCAA tournament. And so and so to to say that that like I am ready to move on from both Frank Martin and Ray Tanner. Right? They cannot happen at the same time. And so I'm I don't care the order that it happens. You know, but but just if if you have if if you are still oh well y'all didn't think we could get any we couldn't get anybody better than uh Frank Martin. First of all, we can. Okay. Every person still on the list is is I would rather have than Frank Martin, including one of the guys that we're gonna argue about. Okay. All right. But uh but number two, um, you know, 500 seasons at Power 5 that can't get to the NIT, that's not successful. That's not successful. And we have to wipe this. And, and we have to... And all the media, all these folks on Twitter have just been brainwashed by Frank Even Martin's. David Kloniger yeah. said that we shouldn't have fired Frank. Yeah. And and, and, and he had the, the, the tweets that would just be like, here we go again, more losses are... Same terrible end, offense. At the end of last season, right? I remember being there. The, the last game of the season, there was nobody in the arena. It was bleak. It was. It was. Well, it was also COVID, right? And so there was really nobody in the arena, and we got beat. Did we get beat by Ole Miss and that Ole Miss players, or or it might have been Auburn? There, it was a South Carolina kid, Schuler from Irma, from Ole Miss. Yeah, yeah, it was Schuler from Ole Miss beat us, and there were more Ole Miss fans than there were Gamecock fans in the building. That was because of COVID. That wouldn't, you, you know, I know, but his his cheering section was loud. Was loud, and uh, DC took a photo of the Final Four banner and tweeted about how how you know this was this, long ago. This this was only four years ago. I cannot understand where the program's gone. He was down on Frank, and he can't even say it, it was a good move to move. Are on they from just him. trying to salvage a friendship with him? Because it's not it, it's not based on facts. I, I do not understand it. I do not understand it. I do not understand anybody that anybody that that is still thinking that oh y'all y'all said move on from Frank we could do better you know you, you've just accepted this program being a program that just that with mid major expectations playing in the SEC that's it anyway we do need to move on to where the coaching searches has all gone. right so we have struck out on Sean Miller. Yes. What's left? All right. Well, so Murray State lost last night. Trey Hannibal. Uh, oh. He didn't have nearly as great hey, a game last night it, as he, he was did. starting because of the shooting guard yeah. that got hurt in the first game. But first game, 18 points. 18 hey, points in that first game. What did game. he have, like nine or so in the. He, he had nine today. But this uh, thing about this Trey Hannibal, what was the other player? Man, Justin Manaya for Providence. Yeah, yeah. They just leave us and just go Man, win tournament Manaya's, games. Manaya's in the Sweet 16. Frank that night on CBS, he was had, cheering for him. Wasn't he? Had to do analysis on Trey Hannibal with it dropping eighteen points. Did he mention anything? I I, I don't remember. Oh, I, I just yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't watching. I moved on to a different game. Right. I just saw that that was happening. You know, on on Twitter. But just it's 
it, it's a tale as old as time. You're correct. With these players, you, you know. Players like, leave and they get into a better situation. They get into, like, the number of Gamecock players I've watched in the NCAA tournament are are as high as the number for non-Gamecock teams. Are, it's, it's high. It's a lot of people. So we have candidates left that I think. So let's talk about the hirings and hirings yeah. in the SEC. So um, Mississippi State today, or was it yesterday, is hiring the New Mexico State coach. Yes. I can't tell you his name off the top Chris, of my head. Chris Jans or something like that. Sounds yeah. sounds good. And then you have Missouri hired Dennis Gates. Yeah, who was on our list. The Cleveland State coach, yeah. who I believe we interviewed. Yeah. So LSU right now, from what I've read in a few articles, McMahon from Murray State is their number one. Okay. And uh, and Canada. Florida's and Florida's filled their position too. Florida hired the University of San Francisco head coach. Head coach. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't mind leaving San Francisco. It's a little more affordable housing in Florida. Would you agree in Gainesville? <laughs> probably. So he probably wanted to sell his house there and make some money. Um, but anyway, so or, or he just thought, hey, I'm coaching at San Francisco, and now I can go coach at Florida. So the outstanding jobs in the SEC is LSU and South Carolina. Am I missing any others? Anyone else is open? In the SEC, that's it. That's all that's left. So LSU has a little bit of a cloud over it with the NCAA. Are they going to get, you know, postseason ban? And I'm assuming McMahon, that might cause him a second thought. Which, possibly. which, which if it does, Tanner needs to get this done ASAP. Well, I think you tweeted about we need to offer McMahon in the Post game press, press conference. Tanner needed to be Tanner. Tanner needed to be at the game and in the post press conference. You, you know, steal somebody's credential, walk up to the microphone with a contract, and put it on the table. That would have been the smart thing to do. <laughs> Just, Maybe he had Trey Hannibal's cell phone. <laughs> yeah, it said you know meet him, meet him in this diner, uh, meet him in the Hall's Chop House of wherever oh that. Wherever that game was played. Uh, but, but so anyway, so uh, obviously I think McMahon is the number one right now. I would want him to be number one to us. Yeah. I, w- w- no, is number one on our list. I know. I want him to be number one, but I don't think Tanner's – I don't know. I don't think Tanner is – Well, so here's the problem. I think Tanner is scrambling right now. And, and, and here's also the problem. He got burned on Miller, right? And it Real, looks bad. Really burned. He got really burned on Miller and it looks bad. If, is he just going to take time and let it marinate, we, or, which we shouldn't be doing? But or 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 does he hear something like LSU's number one is Matt McMahon from Murray State? So he's just like, oh, they're better job like, than us. And he's just like, shit, I can't get, I can't get burned again. You, you know, like, like, and and not and not going to push it very hard. There were rumors today about uh, Lamont Le, Lamont Le, Paris from uh, from UT Chattanooga. Yeah. He was interviewing, uh, and he. Um, they uh, they made the tournament tournament by beating Furman Richie at the buzzer at the buzzer and uh, he's got an interesting resume. Well, this was his first NCAA tournament appearance. His other three years, I think he's been there for four years, hasn't made the tournament, hasn't even sniffed it. Yeah, but uh, but before he was there, he was at Wisconsin under uh, Bo Ryan. Right, and then, a lot of good years yeah. there. Yeah, and um, and so. But he didn't have a proven. I mean, yeah. it was is he making the tournament every couple of years? It's just he made it once. Now McMahon made it, I believe, twice. This was his second. Yes, second time making the tournament. But McMahon's been very successful at, okay. at Murray State, and 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 has had a different. But level he has of a success. track record. Yeah, right. And then you have Richie, who's Bob Richie from Furman, who has still never been to the tournament. Right. And and then it leads you to we have the Wake Forest assistant B.J. Mackey. Who there's is, some buzz. Is, there's this a is, lot of buzz. Yeah, he, he supposedly had a great interview last week, and this is what this is what people want. It, it might turn into that's what the players and coaches want in the past, and you know it's a terrible idea. It's it could be Shane Beamer 2.0. It could be Ray Tanner 2.0. It could be. So that's our candidates. We have McMahon, Richie, Paris, B.J. Mackey, B.J. Mackey. Out of those four, if you had a uh, I, if I, you had a gun to your head, who are we hiring? Who are we hiring? We're going to hire Lamont Paris. Yeah, that's what you think. So yep. as of that, that's eight what I o'clock think. on a Sunday night, mm-hmm. that's what you're thinking. That's what I think. 
I don't think we're going to hire Bob Ritchie, even though I, even though I think we still should. Um, and um, <clears throat> I think we still should. I really, really want us to get McMahon, but I've just gotten to the. Oh, I want us yeah, to get yeah, McMahon, yeah. but I just have I've a just, feeling. Yeah, I've just gotten to the point where I just don't think Tanner's going to be able to get it done. And um, and I, I do not. The, the only other thing is, I could see us hiring BJ. That's and who I think we're going to end up with. It is a terrible. It is a terrible idea. We absolutely should not do it. Okay, can you imagine? Can you imagine being a brand new president who didn't have anything to do with this hire, who has to come in and potentially has to fire or force to retire a beloved coach in Ray Tanner from the AD position to then turn around and have to hire an AD that has a basketball program that's still not successful and the most beloved coaching candidate I mean, the the most beloved player for the last 25 years is the head coach, and we have to sever our relationship with them. We, if B.J. Mackey fails, we cannot fire him, and he will be here for years. Well, some people are saying is, I mean, just let it ride. Let's see what happens. There's not many other ways we can go. I mean, what are the differences in your eyes between Paris, Richie, and Mackey? Okay, there's there's massive amount of difference. Give me some pros and cons. Okay, so because we're just going to assume McMahon is going to go to LSU. Bob Ritchie, Bob Ritchie and Paris and Lamont Paris are qualified to ascend to this head coaching position. They've been a head coach. They've been a head coach at a school for numerous years. For numerous years, and they've been successful at that school. The, the, their their school's fan bases and programs and they're happy with them. They're happy with have, them. Have they've been successful. But so, I'm going to throw out a fourth name, okay. right? And I want you to tell me if he should be considered on this list. Okay. Chris Carowell. I don't know who that is. He played at Duke okay. for a while, right? Where is he at? He's assistant coach at Duke. Well, he's we've four, learned four. that assistant coaches at Duke don't do well when they go other places. <laughs> wouldn't, you, wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, uh, I think there's a uh, it, it, University of Pittsburgh coach, oh my Capel. Goodness. He's... There from is, what I from what I'm hearing, I don't know how he still has a job. Maybe because <laughs> Pitt can't afford to fire him. I think it's something about a buyout. It is. It is becoming. It is becoming uh, uh, clear. And cl- it, it, it started to leak out that I have uh, some allegiances to the University of Pittsburgh basketball program. And yes, Jeff Capel has not been successful at, at the University of Pittsburgh. Has he been better than Kevin Stallings? Yes, but that's not hard to do. But, but anyway, uh, back to what you're saying. But, I don't. I don't trust any Duke assistant. What I'm saying is his resume. What's his resume? Well, multiple years of being an assistant at Duke, right? And then prior to Duke, he was an assistant at Marquette, who was also successful. Wasn't Darren Horn there too, though? Uh, Tom Crean was there too. D- Marquette's the. But, but but no, he he was at Marquette with with Wojciechowski. Okay. Okay. All right. But so my point. Wojciechowski still there. No, uh, the, the, I, I don't know who is at Marquette now. Okay, but uh, but my point is is that an ACC assistant at a good ACC basketball school with a greater resume is is more qualified than BJ Mackey for this job, and you will not and and our fan base would not even consider him and would revolt. Which means that the only reason that BJ Mackey is getting thrown around here is that he's the leading point scorer. You know, like like for the university ever, and and he's he's this beloved player, and that doesn't qualify him to coach the men's team. Should we put Sundarius on the list? I see what you're trying to say. I just think that I'm not trying to say it. I'm saying okay, it. Okay, I I just think that BJ Mackey, out of all the candidates, has a better chance to recruit local players, and he can p- push the narrative of what he lived. He lived that life why of do, being the star player in the state. Why is there any evidence that he is, can do that? Am I is it, am I wrong with saying that he might have a better chance over those other coaches? You're, but but you're yes or no? Okay, you're asking me if you're wrong for saying he might have a better chance, which means that that you don't even you're not even saying he absolutely has a better chance. I think he does. Okay, and so, I'm saying that. But but you don't have any evidence to support this other than the fact that he's from Irmo, right? Was a McDonald's All American who came here. That's it. And that like has he had? I don't get me wrong. It has a lot of chances to not work out, but 
I don't know. I'm just, I'm mad about Miller. I don't think we're going to get McMahon. Richie has, Richie and Paris have been at a, you know, Southern, is it the Southern Conference schools, the SOCON, and I've got a question for you. Okay. I need you to go back to 2012, Bryce Hedgecock. Ooh, it's a long time ago. Okay. Okay. And it's summer of 2012. Okay. Okay. Um, University of South Carolina baseball team has just lost to Arizona in the in in the finals of the College World Series, okay. uh, having won the previous two years in ten and eleven, All right? And we promote Ray Tanner to athletic director, which a lot of us did not like. Okay, uh, we at pro- the time we promote Ray Tanner to athletic director in order to hire um, Holbrook, right? Right, which on paper looked great for right. Holbrook, All right? Were you happy about the deal? At that time? Yes. No. You you weren't happy about it. You weren't happy that we had figured out a way to keep Holbrook and to not and to have him secede Tanner and not go somewhere. You weren't happy about I, it? I, at the time I was not because I was worried about hiring the guy that worked for the guy. I've always said that. You you, you were you were worried about this. You yes. were not happy. No, I was worried about it. All right. And I did not want Tanner at A D. You I did not. You didn't. You were I worried not. about to 20, 2012 Bryce had this had this foresight. Now Holbrook looked good on paper, which I wasn't hugely mad. I wasn't mad. I'm just saying I wasn't ecstatic. My point okay. is that the position we are in with Tanner right now is very possibly the same position we will be in with BJ years from now. And it'll be the same problem and and nothing will have changed. And we won't have fixed anything. When in reality, what we can do. What can we do? Is we could just hire Bob Ritchie, who, when when Tanner retires, if he's not successful, we can fire him after two years. Right. Okay? Can't fire BJ after two years. No. Right? Can't fire BJ after five. I think he'd be given five years. Yeah. It could you, be talked about you, but, after but, that. But you could fire Ritchie. The, the new AD could come in, and if, and if the new AD wants to, wants to change the men's program and make changes in it, could fire Ritchie on the spot. Well, any coach that we hire, we need their buyout to be low. We need their buyout to be low. We yeah. can't afford long, big buyouts. But it doesn't matter what BJ's is because we won't be able to fire him in the first five years. Right. Just won't happen. No, you have a good point there. Right? You have a good and, point. And because of this, we absolutely should not give the job to BJ Mackey. So you think Paris will get the job? That uh, That's where I don't think we'll get McMahon. And uh, we're both saying if we can get McMahon, we're we're all about that. Yes, yes. I don't think we're going to get McMahon at this point because I want a Trey Hannibal yeah, transfer. That would back. be fun. That would be fun. That I, I would I would rather have McMahon and no Trey Hannibal transfer, and then the other coaches. I would too. take the backups on Murray State. Yeah. to join our team. The, the the Trey Hannibal transfer would be a fun little icing on the cake if that happened. We we are also probably the biggest Trey Hannibal fans that exist. All, however, some were coming out of the woodwork on Twitter. Uh, All of a sudden, people Friday are like night. Trey Hannibal. Who's great? Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah. So um, anyway, that's um, it's okay that we can agree to disagree. But I see your points about you couldn't fire Mackey after you know two years. You you are going to uh, you were going to say, I'm actually really glad we're doing a pod now. It's because, because I really wish we had the Gamecock Baseball Only podcast going in 2012 when Tanner was promoted. And you'd have been and like I could, a liar. And I could play what your actual thoughts were on, on Ray Tanner ascending this position. Hey, but we can't. I bet you loved it. But we can't. I bet you loved it. No, I did not. Yes, you did. I will never admit to that. <laughs> so anyway, any other thoughts? I mean, we're on a Sunday night. I'm assuming we'll find out by this time next week. Or before, whenever we hire a coach, we'll do a pod right then. But by this time next week, we'll have a new head coach. Would you believe that? Probably. Unless McMahon hasn't made a decision. Right. So, But I don't see why he wouldn't have. It's going to be an interesting week. But if something breaks during the week, you'll hear it from us. Yeah, but uh, but what we really need to do here, we need to shift gears a second. Because guess what else is happening, Bryce? Well, the women are winning games and are in the Sweet 16. That's right. The women are in the Sweet 16, and we haven't. The 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 men's coaching um, saga has taken some of our, uh, you, you know. We focus need to give here. women their proper time. And um, two games this week, Friday and Sunday. Oh man, we we went to both. It was they were. 
defense was played. Would you agree on that Friday afternoon's game that there wasn't any doubt that we were going to win that game? So so at halftime, at halftime the score is 44 to 4. And come to find out that was the lowest score. Lowest score at half ever in an NCAA women's tournament game. And at the overall, at the end of the game, I think they ended up with 21. That was the lowest. That was well. the lowest overall. Broke a lot of records. Yeah. That's a nice record to have. And then we held uh, we held Miami today to 33 points. And the, the two-day record is the lowest for the opening weekend or, or for any like two-game stretch in the NCAA tournament as well of, uh, of 54 points. And what was the um, you had a nice tweet today about the, the how quarters. many yeah the quarter tweet played, what was that we've played eight quarters in the NCAA tournament and in five of the eight we have held the uh, we've held the opponent to five points or less two that's, points two points three points four points and five points that's pretty good right yeah that's pretty good and there's another quarter in there for seven if we wanted to if we wanted to turn this into into ten points or less, we we, we could do. But that we won't as well. talk much about the Howard game. They were just outmatched, and at that time, you know, Boston got our twenty fifth double double on right. Friday. And coming in today, and today was a little bit. We need to talk about this game today, though. It was a we of course had great defense. Oh, it was inten- it was incredible. But we are struggling to score points. Yeah. So so Boston getting double teamed. The team doesn't know. The you team mean like triple team? Triple team. The team doesn't know how to react. They don't know what to do. Kind of shell-shocked a little bit. And the, yeah. the three-pointers are not falling at the rate they were earlier in the year. And 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 once they get a little cold, they don't want to keep shooting them. Like, like they stopped shooting the, the open threes. They they were trying to get Boston going and just couldn't. Um, she, had, she had four points up until the last possession of the third quarter. She got a, we, we had a nice little play where she got a layup and made it. Um, she finished with 10. The crowd was just hanging. I think the loudest of the night was when she made those two free throws with, what, a minute 30 a left? A minute 30 left in the fourth quarter to, to keep the double-double streak alive. 26 straight in a 26 row. 26 in a row. But um, if they played like this against Stanford, they would have gotten killed. If we would have played a strong top five team, we would have lost today. Yes. Um, but and, we have time to figure it out. But the – but. The triple teaming of Boston, they're struggling to to react and and go a different way. There was one encouraging thing that happened today. Cardosa, yes, I mean was strong, and you know I think Dawn is saying that she plays too nice. She was a little mean today. She, to Miami. I mean those blocks she gave them a little. They were they were yells blocks. to their face. Yeah, like they were. They, they were, were some were, Sam Muldrow blocks. That's right. They were blocks. Like she, and everyone knows Sam Muldrow. Sumter, I told him. No one knows this. I got to bring up this story. So (laughs) Sam Muldrow against Vanderbilt years ago. I couldn't, I was working. I was waiting tables at the time. This was under Horn? This was under Horn. Yeah. And Sam Muldrow got a triple double. And when I told. And we beat Vanderbilt who was ranked. Right. And when I told Sumter that he got a triple double. This was so long ago. I didn't have an iPhone. Right, so you probably had a flip phone. You yeah, probably, you, had, you had an envy. Yeah, you probably had an envy like that. Anyway, he had points, rebounds, and Sumter just assumed assist. Yeah, and then Bryce goes, "Yeah, he had ten blocks," and I'm like, "Blocks!" <laughs> but anyway, Bryce, not many people enjoy that story. But I just think it's funny because every Bryce, time I hear blocks, that's what I Bryce think. Bryce loves to say blocks the way that I reacted to this. To this, but anyway, they were blocks, and they. Miami could not score in the paint. We, I mean, when a six-seven woman is coming at you, even if you don't block it, it's affecting their shots by the arc. She had one where she came over on help defense. All right, the, the Miami girl beat whoever was guarding her. Right, and had had a clear lane to the basket. She was three steps behind coming over on on help D, and got the and got and still to got the, ball the block and still got to the ball. Like, like it just the girl didn't have a chance. But if Cardosa can, you know, lock down that offensive game, if if Boston gets double, triple team, her and Amahair, yeah, they should be able to have room to do what they need to do. But we missed a lot of layups. I think we yeah. were one of sixteen for layups. Saxton didn't have a great game. 
And she's, not many people had a great game. No, today. no only Cardosa had a great game. Zaya um, did okay. She made her jump shots. No one's making three pointers. Excuse me, excuse me. Boston had a Boston had a good game, but not good by her standards. She struggled so much offensively. But she had like she, sixteen she, rebounds, sixteen rebounds. 16, yeah. Like like she she dominated down low. Just couldn't just couldn't get the ball in the basket. And really, that's what it's about. It's about buckets. What commercial is that from? You're just, you're just, you're just. Doing I'm trying all to this. bring out what, what was that? Uh, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it, it's the, it's the Uncle Drew. It's the Kyrie Sprite? Irving. Was uh, it Sprite it's commercials? The Kyrie Irving Uncle Drew, where Bill Russell is talking about Kyrie Irving as Uncle Drew, and he says that this game has been and always will be about buckets. And was that for Sprite or was that for like ESPN? What was that? A, I forget. Um, uh, well, the, this advertisement didn't do his job. It was yeah, sure, but but uh, it's about buckets, man. And fortunately, we got more than Miami did today. But Cardosa eleven and eight. How many blocks does she have? Two or three. It wasn't a lot, but but it was four just blocks. Four. Yeah. She had a good game. So four blocks is a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And Cook had eight. Henderson had nine. It was just kind of. Average games. Boston's, you know, got her double double somehow. I still can't believe she got. This it. was out of the streak. This was the scary time when it oh, got yeah. under two minutes. Well, so so like she, they literally started going to her every time down the stretch, and, and if we didn't get it to her in the first two or three seconds of the possession, she was triple teamed. Yeah, you couldn't get the ball to her. She was. And she, it, it looked like a little bit. She didn't want to shoot. Did you get that feel? She did. So she took some. They were giving her the the jumper. They were giving her like. She likes to hang out at the three-point line sometimes, and to her credit, she'll make them. You, you know, like, right. um, but um, but she she took a three-pointer early and airballed it, and she missed four free throws early on she too. Missed four three four of those early on, and then, they're wide open free throws yeah. too, I believe. <laughs> and then, man, uh, love the jokes tonight. Oh yeah, man, yeah. man, that's at least one that the listeners will get when I. Referred to uh, making open free throws, <laughs> aren't <laughs> they the, all on the pod a little earlier? But uh, she also she also had a couple of jumpers, mm-hmm. you, you know, like mid range jumpers that she often will make, you know, and she missed them all today, and um, she she was kind of out of sorts. The honestly, the the crowd willed her to a double double. I like, agreed. Like if it it was a road game. She wasn't getting it. She got a bucket at the end of the third quarter to get to six points. And then she got another one at some point in the fourth, and literally she got she gets fouled with a minute thirty, goes to the line to shoot two free throws. I'll give her some credit; she made them both. Like and, and the swishes, crowd, the crowd went crazy too. Like when she made the first one, we went crazy. When she made the second one, and then Dawn immediately took her out. It was I'm glad she got there, but um, uh, it's it's got to be something we've got to stop worry, worrying about. Mm-hmm. And the team's got to stop worrying about and that we've got to start just like we've got to start accepting that if they just decide we're going to let other people just be open and not have Boston. Be well, open. she won't be triple teamed if we're making three pointers. That's true. And, and we've got that's to what teams them. push us to do is shoot outside shots. Man, and I thought this game was going to go so different. Cook hit that first three, j- just like, like thought we're going to light them up, but then like, we just oh, couldn't score. We, yep. We're going to light them up. And I don't think we made another one for a while. So the women win today, 49, 33 and ugly win, but it's a win. You can't, you can't get mad at wins to go to the sweet 16. Can, can you imagine being Miami and just being so annoyed, like having, having to come to Columbia in your NCAA tournament game? Right, and um, just being so annoyed, you would have told them we're gonna hold. You're gonna hold Boston to ten points and, and the and team forty nine to under fifty, and you're gonna lose by sixteen. They wouldn't you, you have know, believed it. Like, like, uh, j- just our defense was incredible today. And you know what? Defense can win championships. The football team knows about that. Well, not the South Carolina football team. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, a lot of teams at Carolina could have great defense. Like under Frank, we'd have, you know, good to great yeah, defense, yeah. but then can't score. The final four team played some great defense. Right. Um, but um, so the women move on and they will be playing the winner of tomorrow night's late game, 10 o'clock. I'll admit, I probably won't be able to stay up for it because I'm old, 
but we play the winner of North Carolina, Arizona. We don't shy away from who we are on this podcast. We're middle-aged. We're, we're middle-aged guys. Are we middle-aged in the yes. 30s? Yeah, we're middle-aged. We're middle-aged. We're, we're, not, we're not young. We're starting to smell 40. Yeah. <laughs> we're smelling it. Anyway, um, who would you rather play? Arizona, I guess, you know, was in the championship game last year. I, I want to play Arizona. Right. I want to – we didn't get to play them last year. Yeah, It would be wanna, good to play them. I, I Like, like I want to keep the same attitude that Dawn has with this team, and that is I don't care who we play. We can beat anyone. And uh, But let's score some more buckets. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, I You're wish... probably not going to beat a lot of good teams with only 49 points. That's true. That can't be a habit. No. We need to score a minimum of in the 60s. If, if our defense keeps up, we'll be fine. Yeah. But it's hard to keep that up. We but gotta... defense travels. Isn't that a saying? Yeah, that's a saying. Dropping, dropping facts. Defense travels. I don't know if it's a fact. Okay. <laughs> because it's a saying, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a fact. Those aren't the same. But thing. anyway, the women win eight straight Sweet 16s. Think our men's program will ever get to that situation? <laughs> By you laughing, I'm going to assume that that is a n- no. Yeah. All right. I, our men's team is never going to go to eight straight Sweet 16s. You can, would you swear to that? Um. I'm not going to swear to Would that. you put your car up for collateral for I, that? I mean, but see, when do I get to collect? Yeah, good point. You know, like, like, like what, and what do I win? <laughs> a high five. <laughs> then no, I'm obviously not going to do that. Anyway. Um, no, no is your answer. I don't think our men's team will ever go to eight straight sweets. So we'll find out. The women are in Greensboro next week, and we'll find out who they're playing and, uh, and what be, times sometime this week. And I'll simply be happy if that in the next eight years we get to one sweet 16. That'd be nice. Yeah, that's where we are. But if the coach men's basketball coach gets hired this week. You'll hear from us. You'll hear from us earlier. But if not, we'll be back next week, hopefully after – We'll probably actually we'll probably get on a little bit before the women's and preview. What 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 time do they play? I'm a, they, there's no times that come out yet. Do, but do we do we know the days? I'm assuming it will be a Friday Sunday situation. Friday Sunday situation. But who knows? I'll say that's been a little frustrating because the times and tips for these games find they don't they come out barely enough time to figure it out. My wife is a planner. She's upset and she can't stand. Not not knowing not knowing a the, week the, in advance. The, the fact that the SEC tournament ended two weeks before the turn, like right. two weekends ago, uh, before the tournament, and she and we had to wait a week to figure out when the when the time was. You, you know, especially since they they were going to be here, we were going to go to them, and they could have been during the work day. You know, which one of them was right? Uh, she she was not pleased. All right. When I tell her we have no times. You know, when we come down off the pot, she's not going to be pleased. Confirmed. She was upset. Yes, confirmed. But anyway, that's it for us this week. Thanks for listening. If we, you know, first time listening to the pod, thanks for joining us. And if you want to hit us up on social media, we are Sumter. Where are we at? Uh, G- at GBO underscore pod on Twitter. And uh, send us an email. Uh, Gamecock basketball only. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. But anyway, we'll answer any questions and your thoughts. We'll read them on the uh, podcast. Anyway. It's been fun. Let's hope the women keep winning and we hire a good coach. Sound good? Sounds good to me. Go Cox. GBO out.